0: Hello, family, and welcome to the Draft Day Show, hosted by yours truly, Johnny J. Jr. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and Breakers. Also via Spotify, you can check out my website at DraftDayMinistries.com, where you can get exclusive content on blogs and future episodes. We're heading to Season 2, Episode 1, where we have titled it, Not Enough Noise, where I have an awesome conversation with my brother in the gospel, Tori Hayes, as he gives how and when he came into the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy it. Be blessed. With the number one pick goes to the ex Clover. With the number one pick goes to the ex smoker. With the number one pick goes to the ex fornicator. With the number one pick goes to the ex buddhist. With the number one pick goes to the ex muslim. With the number one pick goes out to the ex strung out. With the number one pick goes out to the ex homosexual. With the number one pick goes to the ex I don't know what to believe. Represent these testimonies of coming into our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We present to many, we present to some, we present to all, we present to a few. If there's only one, we present to you, draft day. Be blessed. All right, your favorite scripture.
1: Favorite scripture is 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If any man, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away,
0: behold, all things come new. Okay, okay, powerful scripture. So we're gonna keep moving right on. Uh so give us a little brief background, a little a little, little history about yourself.
1: Uh well, as you all know, my name is Tory Tory Hayes. Uh I grew up here in Arkansas. I'm an Arkansas boy, you know. Uh lived some of my part of my life um uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin when I was younger. You know, we left there and moved uh back to Arkansas where I grew up in Marion went to school there for like until like the seventh grade and then we transferred to Terrell, uh arkansas and i've been here you know ever since ever since high school still here
0: you know so that's why i reside currently okay okay cool so um we got those first two out the way because we just want to kind of have a nice burger you know like i said most people probably know you but you know we're trying to reach people all around so those that don't know you we kind of want them to relate to you know just give a look look brief background or whatever so but these last two like I always tell people these are my favorite because we started getting into the pre-thoughts and we started getting into that moment where Christ was dealing with you and you decided to choose so our third question is going to be you know what was your pre-thoughts meaning like before you got saved before you got drafted in like how did you really think about Christ because I know you grew up in a church but as we've been interviewing people everybody mindset and process was different growing up in the church so give us a look a little, uh, you know, uh, information about how your pre-thoughts was towards Christ before you got saved. Well,
1: as you said, uh, I did grow up in the church, you know. Basically born in the church. <laughs> born in the church. Literally almost. Like, my mom was, was, was saved and I was in her womb. Like, yeah. you know, so oh, that's I basically, like, just grew up in the church and I and I just... That's all I knew was yeah. church. That's so you, all, that's so you all, joined the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all I knew was church. So basically, uh, growing up in church, I was just, you know, kind of not really in into church. Yeah. Into church, you know. It got to a point where, you know, it just, I was going. You yeah. know, I was going to church and just being in the building and, and yeah. just going. But, you know, as I got older, you know, I... I, I begin to um just be fascinated with church okay you know god god was kind of dealing with me at a young age you know and i kind of under start to understand you know uh church and god and wanted to know more about god but like i said uh even during that time you know being a kid you still gonna be a kid i still did the kid things and stuff like that so you know um i didn't um I didn't, you know, take it real serious. Uh-huh. I didn't take church serious. You know how we be when we're a kid. Yeah. We just wanna, just still do what we do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it just growing up in the church. They just, my my concept of God was I believed in God. Uh-huh. I I I knew that God was a higher power. I knew that yeah. you know, he created us. You know, I believed. Um, basically what I was taught, I believe that he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and but I just didn't know the depthness of God like I God's do now. Their personal so,
0: relationship. Their
1: personal relationship. So it's just like basically when you grow up in the church, like what you see, you see uh you see the preaching, you see the shouting, you mm-hmm. see the uh praising God and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you don't really know the depths, the depths of, of what's going on and what's happening. Okay. You know,
0: so let's take a little quick twist, so You know, I've interviewed other people who were uh, pastor kids, so, you know, you a pastor kid, of course. So, give me your intel about what it was like growing up as a pastor kid, especially as you got older. So, kind of give us a look, you know, if you don't mind, a little info on that. Uh, I'm going
1: to say, growing up as a pastor's kid, you know, we was kind of, it was kind of, it was, it was kind of different being a pastor kid. You kind of, the outcast. Okay, okay. So to speak, like you know, everybody looking at you different. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, as a kid, you want to fit in with the yeah, rest of the yeah, kids. Yeah. You want to do what everybody else do, and you want to just be a normal kid. That's okay. that's your mindset. Well, that was my mindset as a kid. You know, I'm like, man, uh, I just want I just want to be a regular a kid, just like the regular kid. You see them have friends. You see them able to go to parties. You see mm-hmm. them uh, enjoy like doing things that they just freely can do it and their parents allow them to do it. Yeah. But being a pastor kid is restrictions. Yeah. You know, you got you got you got you got rules and regulations that you are gonna have gotcha. to abide by. And a lot of the things that uh was set, the rules was set, like you didn't agree with I didn't agree with them. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was kinda hard as been you know growing up in the uh generation, you know, as a as a kid, like um you um like you you're you're set apart. You're, yep, set, yeah. you're set apart. You have to, they teach you to be, like, set apart from the other kids. They don't yep. want you doing certain things. They don't want you going certain places. They yes. don't want you even, like, communicating, being friends with yep, certain yep. groups of people. You know, because they're really trying to protect Protection you. But you don't You protect. don't understand that yeah, yeah. Uh, as being a child. You're just looking at, I want to have fun. I want to do what they, they do. taking my phone away. <laughs> <They taking> my- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, man, you know, like, it was times where. You know there would be a, uh games. You know they had basketball games, mm-hmm. football games, and stuff like that. It would be uh those would be the time where everybody would get together. They would go to the games. Everybody would have fun. Our friends from school, they all go mm-hmm. to the game. But then on the, then us, we would have to be in church. In church, so yeah. <laughs> in church, like, you know, on Friday night when they have the uh um, big games, yeah. everybody like, I'm going to the game. I'm going to the game. <laughs> They'd be like, I know you going to church, ain't you? <laughs> Man, that used to like used, me to Man, okay. used to hurt. Man, it used to hurt though. Yeah, back then. But like overall, though, you know, as I look at it now, I knew my dad and my mom. They were just trying to help us. They were trying to uh-huh. build character. They were trying to keep us from a lot of things that you know we see a lot of kids what what they done went through, what they done uh-huh. been through, exactly. and, try, and, and prevented us from going through some things. So now, as an adult, like, like I see the things that I was kept from. You know, I didn't have to go down a certain path that mm-hmm. many other my friends yeah, yeah. and stuff had to go down. So, and I, I'm just thankful today, you know, it's now got more understanding and a clear mind. And, you know, it just, it just was a real help then. You may not understand it when you're a child, but really your parents, when they you got saved parents, they
0: trying to do what's best for you and raise you up in the ways of the Lord. So, okay. that's basically. So, let's get to the fun one, the last one, but the fun one. So, Kind of, uh, you can take your time, however you, however the Lord leave you. But uh, we wanna uh, just know, how did the Lord draft you in? Like, what was that moment, like, that you said, you know what, well, I'm gonna put the jersey on, I'm a, I'm gonna say yes to the Lord. So, kind of give us that little rundown and and tell us how that went.
1: Man, 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 man. When I man, it's a it's a it's a long testimony, but I'm a, I'm gonna shorten that up, you know, because you know God really, really, you know, did a number on me. Uh, you know, I was a hard one to draft.
0: Yeah, you didn't want to show up. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't want
1: to slow, I was moving too fast. I was yeah. moving too fast. My Most mindset fast. then it's taught. Like, I look at it sometimes, now I sit back and think, I mean, look how just look where God has really brought me from. You know, mm-hmm. we sing that song, Look where you God has brought you from, look where he brought me from. Yes, you, you. you know. But I really sit back sometimes, like, Man, look where God brought me from, you know. To be honest, y'all, like, I should have been dead, mm-hmm. you know, because God really brought me from a long way. He brought me from a long way. I was in some things like a lot of people wouldn't. They know me. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't. The people that know me now, that's in salvation. Many of them, they wouldn't expect me to have done and did the things I've done. Some things is an embarrassment. Some things, gotcha. you know, you want to just forget about. But, but that was part of the process of coming to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway. The Lord just uh start dealing with me, you know. You know when you're young and you're grown, you're three times seven. Yeah, yeah. You want you want to do your own thing. You want to uh you you like as a as a pastor's kid, you know. I was like, man, I've been in church all my life, going to church day in day out, church, church, church. That's all mm-hmm. we know. Go go to school, come home, go to church. You know. So God had dealt with me. I, I had this mindset like I'm finna I'm finna enjoy my life. You know. They're saying, you only live once. Yo, YOLO. That, 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 yeah. was, <laughs> that was my motto in the world. Like, you only live once. I, like, I even quoted it from time to time. Yeah. You only live once. Yeah. <laughs> you only live once. Gotcha. But, you know, the Lord, he had other plans. Like, he had other plans in my life. You know, I tried to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried to do it my way, but my way just wasn't working. Like, I'm going to tell you, my mindset was totally different. I was all about the party. Mm-hmm. I was all about the women. Mm-hmm. You know, I was... I was doing things that I wasn't raised to do. Yes. I even got into some drugs I even got into do, I've been being on the streets mm-hmm. uh selling drugs, doing things that today i'm not ple- that I'm not proud of, but it's a part of my testimony what God had brought me from. you know God really woke me up and around started to wake me up around two thousand i think thirteen. The year before I got saved. Okay. Like I got saved in 2014. Okay. So in 2013, at that time, I was living in Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. We all had moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Me, my brother, my cousin, and one of his cousins. We all decided like we was tired of the life around oh, the country Country, living. <laughs> country living. It's, yeah. it's too country around here. We got to yeah. get away and do something. But anyway, like we all journeyed off to Atlanta. Thought we just had this better, extravagant life, yeah, yeah. you know... Uh, but you know, it's just everything how everything went, you know, wasn't in the plans. Mm-hmm. You know, see, God has plans that you don't even know yeah. He had for you. But you know, I thank God that He 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 saw me. You know, He saw me. He didn't He didn't see what I was going through at the time, but He saw me and what I was gonna be and what He had for Me, but I went to Atlanta. Basically, we, we went down there with that mindset of uh living once, you only live once. Mm-hmm. The mindset we we, we party, we almost we went to every party, just about you know. We even like we 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 done some things, like we done things, uh, just just being young and dumb, just yes. being young and dumb. But even through all that, even the midst of that, like I was going to the clubs, uh, we going. I'm going like we we me and my cousin, we would go to the clubs and we would just let out basically, you know the saying, let your hurt down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we 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 in there doing it all like uh not shame for the devil, like mm-hmm. we're doing everything we big enough and bad enough to do. Gotcha. But you know, but even in that, I'm gonna tell you, going to the clubs, uh partying, going through the same thing day in and day out, night in and night out, you know, it starts to weigh heavy on me. Okay. It started to weigh heavy on me. Like even though in that moment you drink and you you go into the club and you on this type of high, like it's it's, it's a uh, a high that you have. Like you get all the problems and the cures out your mind, and I'm just finna you know have fun. But see when the when the music die down mm-hmm. and the lights die down and you going home alone to yourself, uh, that's when the Lord began to talk to you, and that's what He has started to do to me. Okay. Like that's I good. used to try to stay. Uh, occupy. Keep my mind occupied. Trying to suppress. Going, yeah, trying to suppress <laughs> what was going on because deep down inside the Lord had put that in me. Uh, like I'm, I'm calling you, son. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you. And like it would be times in the club, and people would think I'm crazy today days when I say this. The Lord used to speak to me while all the music playing, mm-hmm. with everything, and, I, and and I'm thinking, I didn't drown everything out. Yeah, you know. And the Lord, his little soft voice, like it's loud over all the music, talking to me. Repent, return, come to me, receive me, repent of your sins, like, and stuff like, it it was so powerful, it like, it, it was, it was, it really was stirring me, and I, and even more when the Lord would do that, like, I would, I would still try to drown out that voice, no matter what, you know, I tried to drink it away, I tried to party it away, you know, uh, fulfill whatever type of pleasure my flesh desired to, to, to support suppress what god was trying to do in me Mm -hmm. you know and it came to a point i went through that for a while like the lord was just heavily dealing with me i'm going different places you know like when you in sin you just trying to find something to do Mm -hmm. it's like my my spirit you know was being ministered to but i like i was restless in my flesh so but uh it came this one day i heard the lord Voice so loud and clear, mm-hmm. say to me, I was in my room. He said, "Choose you this day." Wow, choose you this day. Like I kept hearing that over and over, and I was just trying to do stuff to just get away get from, from that you. voice, away from that voice. But it was a real voice, like I'm talking to you, telling me it like heavy, like it was a heavy voice, like somebody talking to you. Like he's saying, "Choose you this day, choose you this day," and then I end up. Going back I left out the room and then I went back into the room because mm-hmm. I was I was feeling so restless, I was feeling so, you know, troubled in my spirit. That's- I went in the room, I grabbed a Bible, uh out my cousin room. He, it was a Bible in there. I went and grabbed his Bible and then I took it in mm-hmm. my room and s- for some reason I sat down. This is something I never did, I never read the Bible. You know, I I know the b I know the Bible and I know it God's word, mm-hmm. but I never took the time to sit and read the Bible. But something I uh, got a hold of my window and grabbed that Bible. And when it opened, it opened to Revelations. Mm. It opened to the book of Revelations. And I, be- and I sat down and I began to start reading Revelations. Mm-hmm. And Revelations, be- it-, it was as if the words on the pages started floating up off the pages. And I'm telling you this, this is how it happened. Like the words seemed to be floating out the pages and going inside of going, me. Going okay, okay. Going inside of me as I was reading the book. Because I never read a book that seemed alive. Like really alive. And just real quick, most people scale the revelation. Yeah, they scale the revelation. Like that's like one of your favorite books, right? It, yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite books to this day. That that day, um, from that day forward, like Revelations was dear to my heart. because the the pages, the uh the words in that on that book, the pages started lifting up and going in my spirit and they began to minister to me. And I read about everything from the whole I read the whole I sit there and read the whole book of Revelations. I forgot how long it took me, but I sit there and read the whole thing. And after I got through reading that book, like I felt like I was like I was being changed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like as I was reading the book because I saw like uh what stood out to me is like when you have the people standing on this side yeah. and those standing on the other side. okay, And it's like um th- this side is going to be lost, but this side is 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 is, is belongs to God. Okay. I didn't want to be on the side that uh is going to be lost. Mm-hmm. And 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 that just kept on ministering to me. Do you do you want to live for me? Do you want to live for God? Do you want to go to hell? Do you want to spend eternity in hell? And and, and, cho- and I'm studying here and choose you this day. Choose you this day. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And and it just kept ministering to me. And like tears become, began to come roll down my eyes. And the Lord was ministering to me in that moment. And it was just stirring my heart. And that was the pivotal moment right there mm-hmm. that led me to salvation. I Like right in that moment... You know, I didn't I didn't fully give my life to him in that moment, but that was the pivot of the moment okay, right there okay. that showed me I got to change. Something got to take place where I got changed and
0: We pray you've been enjoying the show thus far, and we hate to cut a pause in it, but we just wanna take a brief intermission with what we call words for my leader. Thank you. Shout the Holy God Jesus said he'll bring all Things to your remembrance And not only Spiritual things sometimes he brings natural Things sometimes
1: you can ask him, God
0: what did I put that God what is that?" A few months ago Wow so that's uh I'm gonna just piggyback off of that so It's amazing cause like most people uh, not, not everybody but like mine's kinda not not similar in terms of um uh, uh, being in my room, but the fact that you didn't have to have the preacher, you didn't have to have the land. On the other hand, no. but you mean you talking about like a real uh, a a real God moment? I think uh for what people don't know, man, you have done some street preaching before, right? And that's what we try to. I guess try to, to 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 portray to the people like you know this is a God moment, you mm-hmm. know. So we need leadership. We're not saying exclude the church because we, you know you have to have the church. You have to have that leadership. But I think the uh, the, the the biggest part is uh, coming to Christ and coming to God and not having to wait because sometimes you might not have that moment. So mm-hmm. you just waiting and get to a certain spot. You know you need to choose Christ now and uh, uh, let him come to you or let him minister however he ministered to you. And so right. to me that was just amazing the fact that like I said most of us. Uh, that I've been interviewing, we come from the church, but it's amazing the, the different routes and the different patterns and the different things that we tapped into or uh, uh, dabbling in and how we tried to suppress certain things and right. that God still, like you said, with all that noise. Man. Like, you can still hear God's voice uh, uh, still ministering to you. So, to me, that's amazing. And so, we'll just wrap it up with this. Uh, like, you might have a young guy or a young girl, uh, you know, we're not trying to be mm-hmm. too biased. And like I said, uh, I'm going to get to some women. You know, mm-hmm. we know the women of God, but right now, I haven't spending time with the men because, like I say, I told uh, I think it was Brother Monroe on mm-hmm. on, on a, a conversation. The men has been emasculated and we have been just done away with. And I want people to see that even the women, cause some women they waiting on a husband. Why why to wear the men that there are still true, uh, true men of God. Not all men are evil. Not mm-hmm. all men are demonic. There are really legitimate saved men of God. And sometimes people don't. They it's hard for them to trust men because we've had such a. Maybe not stepped up in our role, or mm-hmm. uh, like I said, sometimes the uh, the perception has been wrong, and so I think they need to hear that 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 male that covering leadership. And then as we go forth, we'll continue to do what we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have that young guy who hearing it, because you know you know how it is as a young man, yeah. you trying you don't want to be saved because of the women. Right, or, right. What I don't want to give up. Or, like so, even that young girl that hears that testimony of trying to suppress some stuff, mm-hmm. what would you say to them that's listening to Tory Hayes' podcast or his interview about giving his life to the Lord? What, what nugget would you drop to them about surrendering their life to Christ and the benefits and just some things that they can avoid? Because they might hear me and get tired of hearing me. Or they might hear somebody that's 60 years old. But if you can come to them from a younger perspective and tell them, what would you tell
1: them? Well, I would just tell them uh, to really think about their life. Really think about God and really think about them being able to breathe and live on this earth. Like think about how God allow you to to live and and just um and how God just allowed to show his mercies every day, like provide food on our table mm-hmm. and give us a a roof over our head. You got people in this world you know, there's uh don't have a, a roof over there, don't have a place to stay, don't have uh clothes on their back. They, they they uh scratching and clawing trying to make a living every day. Yeah. You know, I would say to give an account of your life. You know, we only get one life to live. And that's why I had to come to the conclusion of when I uh came to the Lord, like it's one we get one life, we get one chance at salvation. Like nothing is worth Losing your soul for like, because like we, as we talk, like we've experienced it, Mm -hmm. like we've been out there before we've been in sin. And if I could change that, like being getting saved when I did, I would, I would want to get saved much earlier than I did, you know, because the benefit is greater. You know, um, because like you want to serve the Lord while you young and while you strong and you're able to do, um, the things of the Lord, you know, and it doesn't have to be grievous, but, but I encourage you today, my brothers, you know, out there, you can be saved, you know, God can help you with whatever problem that you have that you think that you can't give up, uh, whatever sin that's in your life that you feel that you can't let go of. You know, I was once there. You know, I may have grown grown up in the church, but I've been in your shoes. I've been in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I've done things that I that I knew I wasn't raised to do. I've sold the drugs. I uh I took the drugs. I uh chased the women. I did all of these things. Because there was a point in my life where I felt like, man, it's so it seemed like so hard to be saved. Like how is they living saved? Yeah, like yeah. how do they give this up? How do they give that <laughs> yeah. up? How do they give... but I'm telling you with, it was by the grace of God, with God, all things are possible, mm-hmm. you know, to them that believe. Only thing you have to do is make up in your mind that you want a life change because it's bondage or being attached to something that you can't let go of. Whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's women, you feel like you can't let it go. Then that's a that's bondage in your life. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't want nothing in this world to cause you to go to hell. Uh, the Bible said, "What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul?" Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing in this world that you can profit—not the money, not the women. You got all these people with all—you got a lot of people in this world with a lot of money. You got the uh basketball stars, you got the rappers, you got—they—they—they they, they making all this money, you know. And it seems like you—they uh, living good. They—they—they mm-hmm. they, they, uh able to buy what they want. But I'm gonna tell you this: one day you're gonna have to take an account of your soul everybody yeah. have to go down the path of standing before God. Yeah. One day everybody going to have to stand before God. And and we see how the world is going now that uh we see that the Bible Bible prophecy is being fulfilled every day. Whether people deny it or not. Yep, yep. You got a lot of people denying God. You got yep. a lot of uh, people, like you got atheists mm-hmm. saying there's no God. You got other folks believing in all type of other mm-hmm. certain things. But the real thing is right before us right now. We see what's happening in this time now. Uh, what's happening is where it never happened before. Yeah. If some of the people that di- died... Um, and uh, that lived years ago, if they could see today, they would be shocked. I think it's a movie, yeah, it's a movie <laughs> that they, they, what we see going on, people with masks on walking mm-hmm. around uh a contagious disease, nobody don't know where it comes from, where yeah. it's going, like people are dying every day, like the world is more wicked, like you got this uh, this race against that race, mm-hmm. uh, just so much turmoil in the world. Mm-hmm. This is a time where we need a savior. And the only one that can save you from this world is Jesus Christ. That's the one who who can ultimately save your soul, save you from a burning hell that come with, uh that's going to be for all eternity. You know, and I have to say that because that's a true. lot of people talking about there's no hell today. Yeah. You know, cuz you got many people, these young people today, this is a different generation. It seems like they don't fear anything. Nothing. You know, and and and, and then you got these um false prophets and preachers Mm -hmm. out here um being a bad example to the church being a bad being a bad example uh for jesus Mm -hmm. you know these people do not represent jesus because they do not represent the lifestyle the bible said just like my favorite scripture if any therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things Mm -hmm. become new that means when you in christ That you're gonna be a new creature. You're gonna become a new creature. A transformation happens. You can't do, it's nothing you can do by yourself. You can't go to a certain amount of, you can go to however many classes you want to change your life. Mm -hmm. None of that is really gonna change your life. The only somebody that can change your life is if you allow Jesus Christ into your heart and you, and you believe that he shed his blood on the cross and died for your sin and you believe on his finished work. That's the only way you can be saved. You have to repent of your sins. And you know, it's nothing that you're doing in yourself. God is going to do the rest. Mm -hmm. Only thing you have to come to God is with a repentant heart. A heart that says, God, I want to change my life. I don't want to live this life of sin anymore. God, I, want, I don't want to uh, be lost for all eternity. I don't want to go to hell. Whatever I'm doing in my life, God, that's not pleasing to you, I want to live for you. And that's the conclusion we all had to come to. Yeah. We had to tell God like what was on our heart. Because me, personally, I got tired. Yeah. God was dealing with me. I was studying running. I was in the streets. I was doing all type of stuff. But but, but the whole time, I'm, 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 I'm trying to fulfill this void. But the thing is, I, w- I had no peace. Mm-hmm. I had no peace. And I'm just encouraging you, young brothers. There's no peace out there in them streets. Mm-hmm. There's no peace out there sinning. Because the Bible says sin is going to lead to death. You know, you're going to eventually end up like they all, like those, if you don't give your life to Christ, the, the end of the road is death. Death and damnation. And I know that sounds like a harsh truth, but it is the truth. And I'ma tell you from experience. Giving my life to Jesus Christ was the best thing I ever done. The best thing I ever done. Because now my 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 trust is in Jesus. I don't I no longer have to fight. The battle's on my own. Not saying that you won't go through nothing in life while you say saved. Because there's still going to be battles. Because the enemy, you're gonna, now you're going to gain a, 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 a greater enemy. Like, he's after you even when you are not saved. But when you get saved, you, 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 he has a vendetta against you. So you're going to have but with Jesus with the power of Christ in your life he's going to fight on your behalf. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that and then with the brethren and the um the saints gathering around yeah, to help build yeah. you up. We all is a we we all are a team, like we're better together to encourage yep. each other yep. to lift each other up when one is weak, then one can, uh, uh, uh the one who is strong can lift the other one up, gotcha. Gotcha. you know, and that's how God likes it, uh, fellowshipping together as in unity. You know, this is a real unity over here. In Christ. Mm-hmm. Because now you have a fulfilled life. You, 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 you're headed for something. You're headed for heaven. We're not worried about the things of this earth no more. But we're looking to something greater. greater. Something for eternity. That's going to be great. No more tears. No more pain. Mm-hmm. No more hurt. No more, no more jealousy. No more no. backbiting. No more none of that. You don't have to worry. But when you're in Christ. You're looking to the things of heaven. And I'm telling you. You give your life to Christ. It's gonna be—it's uh, gonna be the greatest thing you've ever done because you're gonna be so free. When I gave my life to Christ, the weights—it felt like weights lifted off of me. I was mm-hmm. so free, like I felt so free. I didn't have to pop pills no more. I didn't have to get drunk no more and try to feel a certain yeah, type of yeah. way because I'm feeling sad. Like I want, i don't, you know, not trying to. Uh, like it's its just so much peace in God. Like the sun looked different. Yeah. Like, today, just, you just was happier. Mm-hmm. You walked around and just in a different, like, it's just a di- it's like a different world you're living in. So, I'm just encouraging y'all. Like, give it a try. If you are in between a rock and a hard place, if you're in the valley of decision, I urge you to, to try Jesus out. You can always try him out. It's not going to hurt you to try him out. And I guarantee you, you pray from your heart and, 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 and ask him to come into your heart. He will he will come in, and he will change your life. he will
0: transform you mm-hmm. and I leave you with that word, oh man, so uh, like I said, that was a powerful testimony, and uh, like I said, some like I said we we have talked before, uh, but no, we just wanted to get it uh through the podcast so that somebody uh could 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 really receive it and so It's just again amazing to to just to watch God's transformation in yourself. You know, now you able to have a family and now able to raise your your girls up in the way of truth and so and they'll be growing up with the same testimony of the Lord Terry, but they'll be able to benefit it the same way that you was able to benefit off of it. Right. And so uh again, I just thank you for allowing me to interview you. Thank you for this opportunity and uh you know, we just pray that you know God get all the glory. So Amen. God bless you.